Hey, if this doesn't work, we could do it another night. You're already here. We could do it another night. We hit you up right after vacation. That probably wasn't the smartest thing we ever did. Well, a lot of shit going on, but it's okay. Yeah? Yeah. Well, if you need to go, man, I'll take care of it. Oh, oh, I'm not going to. I mean, it'd be one thing if I had something to do, but I'm just going to go in there and sit down. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm just sitting with my thoughts. I might as well share some of them. Oh, sure. I thought you had something to do. (laughs) No, no. I uh, I have to take it easy and not lift anything. And so somebody was asking me at work the other day, when are you actually back? I don't know. Is it like so? How it goes because they ended up like basically putting my like so many different things back together in my shoulder. Yeah. Um, it's literally a checkup by checkup basis. So oh, okay. I. Like my physical therapist is one doctor that, or you know, one person that I mess with, and then she helps me go through. And she's like, "Okay, you're a little bit more flexible here. You need to work on stretching here. You need to work on your strength here. Um, you know, still, you know." But I can only do anything with my arm whenever I'm there doing physical therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to do any lifting. I'm not supposed to do any stretching other than what I have to do right. to function. But whenever I go to the doctor, he's like. He'll evaluate what I can do, and he's like, "Okay, still no restriction, or still, uh, still restricted to everything." Uh, listen to your physical therapist, and I'll see you in six weeks. Uh. And then so every that those appointments, those every six week appointments, my doctor's like, "Oh, you're fine," or "No, you're not." Oh, there's no. Okay. Like he's like, he's like, "You're ahead of schedule, but you still can't lift anything." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Right. So I go back in on the 28th and he's going to be like, he's going to tell me how things are going. Right. And I would be very surprised if he doesn't at least go, oh yeah, light duty. Because that was already like a month to like a month and a half ahead of the healing process. Right. He was really surprised. He's like, you're really flexible, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you recovered really well. People at work were asking about it the other day. I was like, I don't know, man. I think it's like four months or something. Yeah. it's So, it was like four months whenever I was going in. Like, that was the that was like the short term. They're like, yeah, it was probably about four months. And then uh, they found the other two things that they fixed when in there. And they're like, oh, it might be six months. Yeah. Like, okay. Well. That's what I was telling about. Like, six months left. I mean, excuse me, four months left. Yeah. I was like, I think he's not back for like another four. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It's like one other thing. It's like I said. It's a checkup by checkup basis. So, yeah, that's crazy. I, I've never had like a all of my surgeries. I've had some major ones, but they're not like that where they took a long time to heal. They were major surgeries, but they were like you you bounce back from them really fast. It wasn't a ligament. You know what I'm saying? Like where it's something you were moving. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It was just like a had more to do with like I had one on my ears, you know, and like then I had one. Um, they're major. They're just not like yeah a major limb, right? And they're like, not something that like oh you have to let it you ha- it ha- there's nothing yeah you you're like you have to let it heal. It's like yeah it's healed. You just you can't do certain things, but like you can go back to work and shit. You know like it's 
Yeah. You just can't do certain things like at the house and stuff. Yeah, it's like they said that soft tissue, it's weird because everyone talks about it because I see so many people coming in and out of physical therapy, like full shoulder replacements, knees and stuff like that. And supposedly like soft tissue is like the hardest thing to get right and the easiest thing to mess up. Oh, I'm sure. So like you put it back together, but it's like muscles atrophy so fast. It's like you've seen athletes pull like a muscle and it like pulls off and like balls up and then like it'll only be that way for like a few hours. I'll get them into surgery and then I, and then like there's like a month process of stretching that muscle back out and reattaching yeah. it. It's like it's weird how soft tissue's like super super responsive to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But it I'm, they I don't know, they depend on a lot of what what happened like they like uh there's a certain amount of scar tissue that has to happen for the stability to be yeah, in my shoulder. So I'm like, okay. So I just, I literally just have to sit with my thoughts and wait. <laughs> oh, just okay. hold on. Yep. Which is really, really weird if, you know, anyone who has worked with me knows what I do and how much I do. It's uh, like, okay. Yeah, okay, this guy's going to sit still. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, so kind, where, I'm kind of wiry. Where was the uh, where was the vacation spot at, man? I forgot. Wasn't it Crystal Beach? Uh, no, that was the original spot, and then uh, our Airbnb kind of fell through. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird weird deal. I'm not really 100 percent on the details on that. So we had gotten we had found the house, we had gotten everything ready for the house, and then even to the point that I don't. I'm pretty sure the money was even like in play, and then all of a sudden. Like they canceled on us, it like the la- like I don't know. That's it wasn't weird. long. It was like three months prior to the Fourth of July week. God damn! Which you ain't it, gonna find it, them exactly. Yeah. And so uh, one of the guys in my group, he happened to be like on a like a community group page in the area, and he said, "Hey, this just happened. I need a house. I've got three families coming down, and like the community actually like." They didn't chip in, but they like everyone put in their two cents and directed them to a place and a person to really to, like at the last second. And we ended up, I mean, it ended up being just a little bit more. But I mean, the fact that we got one like three months out from the Fourth of July weekend yeah. for like eleven days in a row, yeah, that's was, crazy. was actually nuts. But it ended up being because of that small relocation. We went to Sea uh, Drift, is okay. what it's called, uh-huh. and it's like. 30 minutes from POC, which is Port O'Connor. Okay. And that's really the... We went with uh, a lot of seasoned fishermen. And that's really what we were <laughs> yeah. going like. We are doing a lot of like fishing, like dock fishing. Right. We went out on the levee. I saw all kinds of dolphins and jellyfish. Oh, and, yeah. One night, my wife was out on the pier and... I I was at home watching the kids, and then one of the other husbands in the group went just because it was after dark and unfamiliar. And he was mm-hmm. like, "I'm gonna go and hang out, you know, just in case, like there's some guys hanging around or anything." I'm like, "Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you." Well, one of the guys that was fishing on the pier, he caught uh, a black fin, a black tip fin shark, no threw it back, and then he caught a bigger one, and then he cleaned that one and took it home. Damn. Yeah, but like. 
My wife actually caught the biggest fish on a trip. Oh, shit. Yeah. That 29-inch red drum. No kid. Yeah, the picture of it. She's literally, like, just holding this massive fish up. And she's got a grin from ear to ear. Sure. Yeah. That's she, a two-and-a-half-foot fish, man. Yeah. And she, she'd never done anything like that. It was big enough she had to use an actual tag. She had to tag the fish. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a really cool restaurant down there, actually, called Sharky's. Yeah? And a cool little spin on things. So we had a goal to meet when it came to, like, the amount of fish we were going to catch. Right? Mm-hmm. So when we hit that goal, we bring the fish with us to the restaurant and they go oh well we just want all this blackened and everyone got a side to go with it but like we brought the food to the oh, restaurant no shit. and they, they cook they, they cook it for they prepare you. the food that you caught for nice. you that's cool as hell and it was awesome yeah that's cool as hell yeah because that's straight out the Straight out the ocean. Yeah, that that's straight from the Lord, brother. Yeah. <laughs> the fisher of mixed in there. Yeah, but it was. I mean, I never experienced anything like that. I can honestly say that that uh, that is a vacation that will stick with me for a long time. Uh, we chartered a boat. We went out. Uh, the The girls went out. That was whenever she caught that big fish. They went out in the morning, uh, and they just smoked us like big time. Like they caught so many fish. Really. And then. Uh, and then when they came back, they took over the, the kids, and then all the men went out in the afternoon. And I was the only one that didn't catch a keeper. Ah. I caught every time I went fishing. That's the w- weird thing. Every time I went fishing, I caught fish. And none of them were keepers. <laughs> so I either caught, like, trash fish, or they were too small, and I'd throw them back. So, <laughs> this is a stupid question. You ever had shark? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it is really good. I like it. I, uh, a lot of people think it's weird. It's, like, I don't find it weird. It's just the fish. So, uh, the first time I had shark, I was in Puerto Rico. And uh, we were sitting down in the restaurant. And I can just... I was a little hungover from the night before. But uh-huh. um, I had a goal. that I was going to just try every new thing that I could possibly try. Right. Whenever... I'm like, I'm leaving the country. Yeah, you might as well give it a whirl. I, I want to... And uh, I like I tried all the local drinks. Mm-hmm. Like uh, They've got this super cool liquor we'll get into here in a second. But... Um, Anyways, we're sitting in this restaurant, and I'm just, like, barely awake, hydrating for the day, right next to the beach. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. It's paradise. And uh, I was like, I was looking, and I was like, oh, they have a special on shark. Yeah. And it was like a shark wrap. So, like, it was literally, like, a filet of the fin, and it was, it was like, grilled up like, uh, you know, chicken would be. Yeah. And it's all chopped up, and it was in this wrap. And I, I ate every bit of it, and I can't remember who had made a comment, but they were like, you sure you want that? And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I've always wanted to eat something that eats meat. Right, right, every, right, right. Like, you know, steak's good, but... That's all, that's all ca- grass. Cows eats grass, yeah. you know? Uh, chickens, they're a little carnivorous, but they're dirty, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just cool to try something new. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a, that was a fun trip. I loved being out there because I don't know if... It, because it's a tourist location or what's going on but like there's a lot of uh leopard like leopard printed or patterned um stingrays and they're like they're like the cats of the ocean really they're like super friendly so like once you get in the water they like they'll like swim in between your feet and rub up against your legs you put your hand out and you can like pet them 
it's it's interesting. We we uh we went snorkeling like when we went out of out of country we went snorkeling and uh, they took us to like a basically like a reef it was the same thing they had all these stingrays and you could swim with them and all this stuff and then uh they were like now there is a barracuda that will show up but he's friendly they were like he's out here all the time he's very comfortable around people you know they were like so if he shows up don't lose your mind he's fine and then that little fucker showed up, and I was like, if you think I'm standing in the water with that, I was like, hell to the no. I was no. like, yeah, I was immediately gone. Like, I was back on the boat, and I was like, if he leaves, let me know. But uh, other than that, it's a no for me. Like, because I was thinking, oh, okay, he's friendly and all that. And then he showed up, and I was like, nah, you're crazy. I'm not sticking around for that. The stingrays were cool. That's not cool. Like, it's scary. We, uh, that I, uh, me and my wife both really enjoy des- uh, like coastal and tropical mm-hmm. destinations. Yeah, and well, it's like we we're we're to even split though because it seems like we go back and forth. It's either cabin in the mountains somewhere mm-hmm. cold or tropical destination. Right, one or the other. It's super fun. Yeah, I uh, I don't know which one I'd go. I don't hate the cold. But I'm also not a big sand person. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do. I, uh, you know, I have my own split with that, too, because when I was younger, I was less like, oh, well, I just go to the tropics all the time. And as I've gotten older, I realize, you know, sometimes being, like, I say shut in, but, like, just seeing the scenery and not necessarily, like, going and doing everything and just, like, we were in, um... Um, a huge cabin like during uh christmas time this last year and uh it was it was one of the highest elevated cabins in denver right like one of the top one like it was there was literally a warning on it it said there are bears yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you can get fucked up, dude. Yeah. Get ready. When we uh, like on our back patio, like the night we came in, they were there were like deer, like just chilling <laughs> on the back, and they weren't like small, like wimpy Texas deer. They were like yeah, they were the real like deal they deer. Would eat yeah, our deer, and I was just like, wow, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. And it was a, that was a cool that was a cool deal, but um. At, here's the thing. This is a weird catch twenty two. I like those things, but um, I keep getting more injuries as I get older, and the cold does yeah. not agree with my joints. I'll tell you, man. Like, I guess if I had to, if I had to pick up, like, you know, it's either cabin or or or, or, or uh, beach or whatever. You know, yeah, if I had yeah. to pick some, honestly, like, if you, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't know if you call it desert or what you call it, but like that New Mexico terrain where like it's just tundra. Yeah, like just almost deserty. I love that. Like, I, I really not, like not that sand, but dry. Yeah, sand, just dry, like dry, flat cactus. You know, that like kind of Albuquerque. Like, that, yeah, New, yeah, like New that, Mexico, yeah, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. That kind of thing. I really. That's the kind of if I was picking one that would probably be like uh, i like the way it looks i like the the way it feels you know I like that dry like i i really yeah. that that's probably the if if i had to pick that's what the kind of the kind of i guess what i would live in you know oh yeah yeah i'm i'd probably i'd probably lock myself in the cabin 
cabin, cabin like in the woods cabin in the woods or a place where it gets cold um but at the same time like it's just it's just really the 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 previous injuries that hurt yeah, me yeah. whenever it's cold if it wasn't for that i mean honestly like as long as i got a good wood burning stove and i can just keep myself real warm on yeah. the inside it'd be great that's i think that's what i like about the 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 desert thing is because you kind of get the best of both uh, best of both worlds hotter and shit during the day but i mean if you've ever been in the desert at night man, it's like it's, 40 yeah, degrees 40 freaking degrees outside you know so you kind of get that you need to go outside and yeah just chill man just look up relax usually, look up and not no lights no that's the thing yeah. you know people don't hang out in the desert so no light pollution yeah you're gonna see you're gonna see everything. it all yeah and that's right up my alley man i like to i like to look up and see stuff yeah. Speaking, of, have you seen those pictures yet of the 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 the, the new satellite? I mean, the new uh, telescope they put out there, um, that James Webb or whatever it's called, the the Webb telescope. Now, oh, dude, is it? If, if oh, wait, 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 wait. Is it comparison from like I've seen? I think I've seen some of them where they're like, there's a picture of Pluto, and it was like the first one was like in the 1990s, yeah. and it's like just a smear, and then dude. it was like. Another, it was like four photographs, and it's the progression of yeah. the imaging is insane now. Like, there, you see so many details. If I could, if I was one thing <laughs> I nerd out on, dude, I've been looking at these. Like, I would look at them every day. Like, every time they put new ones out, I'm all over it, man, because that just that kind of stuff is so freaking cool to me. They have the, the first image that came back, you know, it just looks like a. Just like stars in the sky, you know. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, obviously, it doesn't look just like stars in the sky, but it looks like what you would think a solar system picture would look like, yeah. you know. And then they start going into the details of like, all right, take a grain of sand, hold it out at arm's length. That's the amount of sky you're looking at, and it's just you're like filled. what? What? Yeah, and it's <laughs> if you take a grain of sand and pick it up, that's the that's how much sky you're yeah, looking at. You got a pinpoint, like yeah. And at the end of your arm. So then they've got these these scientists and experts. They're on there and they're like, "Yeah, this this is a galaxy. This is a galaxy, and this is a galaxy. But this is a galaxy that's being pulled in by this. And like, because they're like, you know, oh, dude, it is insane. You're like, wait a minute, hold <laughs> on. And so and, and there's something on there that's like, wait a minute, hold on. You're talking about galaxies as in like the Milky Way, like oh, we're our galaxy, and they're like, yeah, all these are us, like, or things like us. You know, they're like. They're galaxies, so this one, and and there's literally in this arm's length grain of sand, there's hundreds, hundreds, and you're like, oh my god, it's so, it kind of freaks me out. Like uh, it freaks feel, me out. You a feel little, a little small. Well, it just freaks me out to the point where I'm like, it never ends. We are like, so it's never ends. We are so infinitely unimportant in comparison so to small. like the, the grand scheme we're of things. We're not even. Uh, I mean, like, there's nothing that we can compare ourselves to because there's nothing that small. Like, there's nothing we can compare ourselves to. Okay, like, here's a perfectly good example. Well, so, you know, we think we're all that in a bag of chips, you know, people. We get get big heads. I don't know why we get big heads, but we do. So, if you scale down the entire time that we have been able to measure just on Earth. Yeah. And then you put how long humans have existed on that time. <laughs> yeah. It's two seconds. Yeah, it's two seconds. Out of, like, if you were to scale it to a 24-hour day, yeah. we've been around for two seconds. Uh, it's, man, like, that, and, and, like <laughs> and that's just Earth. Like, yeah, that's there's so many other so things. So many more. So many other things. So many more. Yeah. It's, 
it's just crazy that like I, I don't know I, I nerd out on that stuff really bad because like it just freaks me out that we're like we're nothing we're like we're, we're nothing we're like there's no end and dust in can, the wind is an overstatement yes if, if there's no and, and like i said you can be like oh well we're the we're uh we're an atom on the toe of a giant no we're not that's too big that's still that's too, too big. big that's too big we're, we're like no, we're too we're big. like the neuron in the atom yeah it's just, there's nothing to describe how insignificant we are no. like and we take ourselves way too seriously yeah, <laughs> it's just like, dude. If you sit back and think about where we're at on the universe, in the universe, on the on the grand scale of things, what are we doing? <laughs> hey, relax, guys. You talk about be- people being serious, but, but you know what's crazy is uh, here, a perfectly good example. About the time most people get their shit figured out, they're about to die. Yeah. Like we're only here for like a mere a mere breath, eighty years. <laughs> like, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, eighty if, freaking years. Yeah, if an earthquake or a tornado or a car crash or a plane crash or disease doesn't get you, you're lucky. You hit eighty. Yeah, and that's what's so crazy, man. Is like <laughs> it, that's what's so crazy to me is is like it, how you can not do what you want to do, or you go and do you do or this. Everyone's stuff. like. Oh, I'll just do it next year. Yeah, or I'll put it off. No, or, man. or there's until next time. Like there is no next time. No, that's it. Like, like this is it. And God, it's just so <laughs> short, man. And people like I don't know. It's crazy to me, man. Like I, I mean, there's people that have lived on this planet that you don't even know have lived on this planet because they're gone, and and the people that they know are gone, and the people that knew them are gone, and like you know, there's. It's it's crazy to me, man. That stuff freaks me out. It freaks me out, but in a good way. Uh, here's a cool little tidbit on it, like feeling small, but you know, also feeling important, right? <sighs> so there's this number that I have written on my dream board in there because you know <clears throat> I'm extra, right? Sometimes um, it's uh, four thousand and ninety-four. It's in four zero nine four. Yeah, that's what that represents. Is kind of funny. That is 12 generations of people that had to make it and then get together and then have a kid for you to exist. Yeah. So if you track yourself back just 12 generations, that's just the couples that had to happen for you to exist. Yeah. That, that see, whenever you kind of like backtrack it that way, that's just crazy to me too, like... I mean, don't get me wrong. There, I think there's a lot of chance involved, but I feel like there's got to be, there got to be something. Yeah. It, it, if it was up to, so here's yeah. the thing. I know it ain't a person because we fuck everything up. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be something a little bit more. But it's crazy. You're talking about that. Four thousand ninety-four couples had to get together. One girl says, "I'm not in the mood," and you're not here. Yeah. One girl says, "I have a headache." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she uses the age-old excuse. I got a headache. You're not here. Is yeah. that not blow your mind? That freaks me out. Like, a little bit. A little bit. Freaks me right. out. Like it, it, the fact that we're one. I don't feel like it. Headache away from. And, and think about what you've done. So now you take you. You got two little people that now you're in charge of. I know, right? They're it's not like, here. What? Your wife. May, your wife may be None here. None of this. None of this. None of, none of this. Like, this. This house. Exist. This shop. This, like <laughs> none of this exists. Oh, it us nuts to me. It's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. I, it freaks me out, man. But in a good way. Yeah, it freaks me out in a good way. It reminds me of a joke, actually. Uh, I, I'll, I'll probably botch it, but that's fine. <laughs> um, but it's like a grandma sitting at a family reunion, and she's just hanging out, and she's 
looking around and she starts laughing and her grand, like her daughter comes up to her and she's like everything okay she's she just starts laughing even harder and she's like are you okay grandma and she's like yeah and she's like what's so funny and she's like everyone's here because i got laid <laughs> yes <laughs> it's so true though it's oh, true oh gosh yeah it's crazy man that i don't know man it's crazy and like i think about like so i only have i mean you got two kids i only have one kid but i'm like so you take me and i was just such a i, I look back on my life i'm like i'm lucky i got here you know what i'm saying like trust me i just me too. And, and not only that but like i just did so many stupid things and i was such a like an idiot and now i've got i've got like a, a person and i'm in charge of that person i'm like oh i'm the leader <laughs> like that's yeah. not good what is that? you never want me to be the leader have like, you made people yet yeah. i've made people it's like i'm, I'm, the, leader I'm the leader of, i'm the leader of the group here man I'm the leader of the pack this ain't no good like this is bad news oh i i i knew so like it's crazy you say that uh i knew when i was about seven years old that uh like sometimes um the universe god or whatever anybody wants to think like they got a plan for you because i like legitimately like i i grew up with my grandparents like my cousins were around but like i didn't have any siblings you know right. i was like all adults kind of got my own way up until like seven and then I, I you know i started spending more time around my mother and then she met my father and he had he had a son from a previous marriage as well and <clears throat> i just remember like they hit it off and obviously time progressed and then like next thing i know like there's this two and a half year old kid that's always around <laughs> yeah. like he's two and a half years younger than me right and so he's like five and i'm like and i guess it took about like six weeks and i was like he's not going anywhere yeah this is this is permanent i was like oh okay well i guess i wow i got first it was like oh cool i got a running buddy and then after a while i was like god i really wish i'd had some alone time <laughs> and then when my parents you know they kept going and then uh they had three more kids and then it was like oh i then my parents worked a lot but yeah. they, like i was at the home at home all the time and my dad was always like hey you know you're the boss if they get in anything it's on you and i'm like all right well i guess i'm the leader now (laughs) and i was like i've always to me and like the way that i see myself i've always kind of been a loner by nature but i've never been in a that from seven on i've never been in a situation where i've actually been able to be a loner yeah (laughs) and i'm like okay well like i said the universe got bigger plans and uh one of my mom's favorite stories to tell was my brother was born so my brother's what uh three and a half years younger than me yeah Uh, two and two and a half or three and a half three and a half i think three and a half years younger than me and it was same thing like my brother shows up i'm excited as hell i mean dude i got a running buddy man like this is good to go and so i mean uh, my brother's three weeks old you know he's two or three weeks old and i'm like all right so when you yeah let's put him on that let's put him on the swing set like let's do our th- me and him are going to the swing set my mom's like no no i can't do that right now and i'm yet. like all right well fine no swing set i understand let's let's hit the sandbox you know and she's like <laughs> no, no, no no sandbox either she's like we have to let him and i was like cool man so can i like take him on my bike or can i push him in this can i push him in the wagon and they're like she's like now nah, he really doesn't do anything i was like and she said i just looked at him and went 
all right, take him back. Like, <laughs> just take, take him back to the hospital. Like, there's no reason for him to be here. Like, we don't need him. <laughs> yeah. We don't need him. He doesn't do anything. There's nothing he does. He lays there, eats, sleeps, and takes a dump. It's time. Just take him back. Like, <laughs> we got a lemon. Like, we got a lemon. I'm really glad that you grew out of that, Kenneth. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, my God. Yeah, we got a lemon. It's so good. <laughs> like, he's, he's, he, he's, he's nothing. Oh. But that's two, that's two and a half year old logic. I have, you know, I have one. Like, yeah. she, all the time, is like, hey, let's do this. And I'm like, your, your one-year-old sister does way more than she should <laughs> yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people, people were like, oh, they're so smart. I was like, yeah, that's because they bounce ideas off each other and yeah. figure it out. That was cool. That's one thing I, I always <laughs> wonder if my daughter, because my daughter has a, a sister. Yeah. Um, with because my my ex wife has a kid with her and her her current husband now yeah yeah and uh, but they're ten years apart mm. so I mean you're growing up together but not really right you know oh, what I'm saying? she's me. fourteen her daughter her sister's four I've dealt with and, both gaps it makes sense and uh, and so one thing I've always I always kind of felt guilty about because I grew up me, me and my brother were two, three and a half years apart mm-hmm. we grew up together. Like, we did everything together, you know? And I'm like, man, it really sucks that my daughter missed out on that. Because, like, a lot of my best memories are with my brother. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. doing shit with my, my brother. You know, like, it's, it's some of my coolest memories. I'm like, dang, she doesn't have any of those. You know, like, she doesn't. I mean, she does, but not the ones we have. We're like, we got into shit together. Oh, yeah. Like, like y'all are running from stuff together yeah, yeah you know we're doing stuff together like even as kids we're like you know we're running around the neighborhood doing shit and like they were not supposed to be this neighborhood is right yeah this this neighborhood, yeah, this neighborhood. you grew up like six houses down mm-hmm. small world by the mm-hmm. way that's nuts to me i still like every time i walk by that house yeah it's weird and I, right and I, I, like i never noticed that one spot where the driveway like where the sidewalk was that was just more patio yeah and i and when you you're like, I grew up in that house. Me and my dad filled in that flower bed. And I'm just, every time I walk by the house, yeah. I'm just like, Kenneth, Kenneth lived there for like <laughs> yeah. 15 years. Yeah, we lived there a long time. I was, okay. Uh, I was, uh, oh God, I think I was going into high school when we moved out of the house. Because we moved. It was a transfer thing, yeah? Yeah, transfer thing. Like, they were just getting bigger. And, and I mean, there was no, it's nothing against the school, man. They wanted to stay a, a certain size. And so they were like, all right, transfer students got to go because we're growing. Organic, Internally. Or, yeah. Organically, we're growing, you know? Yeah. So, like, we're growing out here. So the more we have out here, the less transfers can come in. And so they, at one point, just were like, we didn't ever get the letter, but there was a, it was all but said that, like, next year, the transfers are out because they didn't tell you whether you were in or out till that summer. Like you didn't know you were in or out till that summer. It's not like they told you a couple of years ahead. Like oh, by the way, you know it was like you got out of school in May, and then sometime between June and July, you got told whether you were coming back in August. You uh-huh. know, like it was just like during those two months, they were like, all right, we can accept them or we can't, huh. and. It got to a point where they were like, the writing was on the wall where it was like, man, they're getting bigger. Like, and we're going to be the first ones to go. We got to do something. So, my. Y'all moved to the district, right? Yeah. We moved. My parents moved over into the district. Where they live now? Mm -mm. You you didn't go to school in West? No. I went to Bosqueville. The Bosqueville Bulldog. I was a Bulldog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my parents. No, that we no, the, the house that they live in now, me and my brother never lived in. The house that they lived in before. This one, me and my brother never lived in. Hmm. No, it was uh, two houses before that. They had, they had a house in Bosqueville. 
Hmm. And then as soon as we got out of school, there was no reason for them to stay there. I mean, it's not that they didn't like living there. It's just not, they, not where they wanted to they, live. They literally just lived there so that your just know, so kids we could go, could to go school, yeah. where they wanted to school. And then once school. once we got out of school, they were like, all right, now let's move. You know, And so they like... It's the same reason. I'm, I'm not living in Robinson. Like, I'm not staying there. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm just, I've got another four years. Yeah, I mean. i got another four, and I'm I, I'm out. Like, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm not going to stay there. I mean, that's why I'm getting property where I'm getting property. Yeah. It's, I mean, nothing against here, but uh, when I went to school and we played this district, yeah. I was not impressed by this district. Like, it, like I met the people from this district. Uh-huh. You know, and like I said, I'm uh-huh. like, I don't try to pass judgment, but... I went to this district for... But six months? I, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was rough, to say the least. Uh-huh. But... You definitely that. don't want your kids over here. No. Definitely not. It's weird, I though. I always wondered that. It's because weird because it's like... It's quiet and it's nice. It is, but then like the it, school the district school is, is like fucked. not it's like that. Fucked, I don't understand man. how that yeah. works. And exactly. It's the craziest thing you say that because I always wonder. And I even, I think I even talked to Colton about it one time. Like not behind your back, but like when you weren't around, I was like, I just don't see his kids going to that school. I was like, that's he just doesn't seem like that guy that's going to allow his kids to be in that environment. You know, it's funny. You know? It's funny you say that. Oh. Uh, like, we were in this house, or and uh, there was a plan before we even, like, closed. Because I, I fell in love with this house, and I was like, oh, this is great. You know, this is in our price range. You know, i got a shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many things that, like, if I can either use it as a workshop, or, you know, whatever. And I'm going to get caught in the details. But, like, I... Literally, I was like, "What's?" And then I said, "What's the school district?" We weren't even pregnant yet. Yeah, this was like two, like a year and a half before we got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lila wasn't even a thing. It was just a thought. You know, we just knew that having a house, trying for kids, was right. the next step. And they were like, "Oh, you're you're in this school district." And I and I looked at Candace and I said. Before she's five, yeah, we're gonna have another place. Yeah, we're, we're gonna on, have another we're on t minus five years right now. So, like, as soon as we get pregnant. Start counting down mm-hmm. because we will have a physical address somewhere else before yeah. she goes to school. So. Yeah, I always, I, I, like I said, I think it was me. And, I might have been me and either me and Garrett or me and Colton. I can't remember. One of the two groups was talking about like it's like I don't know, man. I just don't see his kids being in that school. I don't see him allowing that, like nah. being okay with it. You know, like. But I thought, well, maybe you know they. Maybe it's his thing. I don't know. You know, maybe he wants his kids to grow up rough. <laughs> not that way. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd like to expose them to things so they can grow from, but not that way. Yeah. Not that way. Yeah, it's a tough school district, man, especially out here. It's a little tough. But my parents were saying, that we were out here, and that's the same reason. We went to that school about, we went to that school about six months, and my mom and dad were like, no. Like, we got to go. And so that's when we started doing the whole transfer thing, and then eventually moved on but yeah we you know we were we lived in this district but we didn't uh, we didn't live in this district we had a we had a weird uh transfer ish kind of thing whenever i was going through high school junior high and high school yeah uh so have you ever heard of boys ranch mm-hmm. so we got all of the boys ranch boys that were good behavior which is real oh out there yeah at the school you went to really yeah, so that's weird. So like we had like, and our school was really small. Yeah, really small. But we had like anywhere from like fifteen to twenty five, you know, 
six through yeah six through twelve like boys from the ranch that's crazy yeah that were they were out there they played sports with us they right they, but they, they were just the good behavior kids yeah mm-hmm. and then like you know at the end of the day uh, a bus would literally run all of them back out there where they lived really yeah uh, cool kids or assholes so, I mean, just like it's just like any Anything other, any other there group. Cool there were there yeah. were some that were assholes, and there were some that were great. That's cool. Um, That's cool. That the school does that. Yeah, I I don't know if they still do it anymore, but they did it then. Yeah. It, but like here in like, uh, I don't, I wouldn't go into detail, but like hearing some of the oh, stories about yeah. like how they wound up yeah. at a boys' ranch was a little intense, and I was like, oh god, yeah, okay. Dude, there was uh, there was two kids that. The place I worked at forever when I was uh, early 20s or late teens. Um, So there was a guy out there, and these two guys called him Uncle So-and-so, right? Mm -hmm. One of them was really his nephew. The other one was not his nephew. Not not by blood. It wasn't his nephew, but they... These two considered each other brothers, and they were both... Like, one of them was his legit nephew, but he grew up in the boys' ranch. And that was his best friend at the boys' ranch. So when they left the boys' ranch, they came and they both lived with him. And hearing their story, I was like, God, you wonder how people like are even sane after some of the stuff they see, you know? Yeah. Like, because these two man, when they tell their story, you're like, Jesus Christ, man, what the hell? Like, so uh, it's funny you say that. One of the guys that was he was super into baseball. Whenever I went to school, some that or he was from the ranch and. Um, he had a really intense story that had to do with like all kinds of crime and violence and stuff like n- things that he was around or involved yeah. in or whatever else but um i ended up being like I, he's still friends with me on facebook and it's so crazy because of the people that actually like commit to like just changing and being good people because <laughs> yeah. he's like like involved in the community like goes to church has had a stable relationship for like the last 10 years has a great wife has yeah. has kids now uh-huh. like upstanding citizen and you're just like oh that's, that's good but it's like yeah it's like the it's, start was rough the humble beginnings yeah. of some people are absolutely insane and that, that it's and i'm not bragging i'm definitely not bragging on myself here but it's one of the things that i've I kind of take pride in is we've talked about it on this show before. It's one of the things I take pride in is like, I think it's because I've been around those people. Like maybe some people haven't met people like that, but it's, I've been around people like that. And I've heard those stories where I'm like, Oh bro, you're fine. You got it. Good. Like I didn't went through none of that. Like I didn't see any of that. I didn't go through any of that. Yeah. Dude, I literally did none of that. Like I, I, I mean, you want to talk about growing up soft, man. Like I, I you wanted for nothing, nothing like <laughs> nothing. You know, and it's great because then you hear that story and it just puts into, I wish more people would understand that like, it's, you're not as bad off as you think you are. Like, if you think you're that bad off, go listen to that guy talk. Like, and then, but, and you know, what's crazy is he's got a good life compared to somebody else. You know, like there's literally, there's some bad, there's some hard luck stories out there. So I actually have, you know, it's funny you say that. What the hell is in this cup? Anyways, um, I've got a couple stories that I always keep like in my wheelhouse. For yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So, have you ever heard of the, the? Well, I personally, I per you. If you don't actually struggle through anything, you never build the strength and resilience to get through anything. Yeah. And so, whenever something comes up, you're gonna buckle and fold like a fucking snowflake. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. People are like that. 
guess what? Grow up and get over it. Yeah. Get, you got to get tough. Um, there's things, there's situations I put myself in, and I look back, and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, but you did it, that. But, but at the same time, I'm like, because of my perspective, I look at it, and I'm like, I grew from that. Yeah. I, I'm going to be better. But And then there's situations that I was just in that I didn't have the the foresight or the ability to like look forward enough to go i could have avoided this even though it may not be my circumstances right i could have controlled the situation better sure but i gotta live through this anyways i'm gonna learn from it right so but yeah anyways one of them is uh you ever heard of the like the geoderm geodome experiments or stuff like that mm-hmm. it's like they made a wasn't what was it bill and ted i don't think it was those guys yeah, maybe it was. Oh, the biodome. Okay, so you, so you remember like the the joke, like the comedy of like uh-huh. the biodome and stuff yeah. like that. So they actually tried something like that. So to look forward to like colonizing like Mars or something like that. So you know the biggest issue that they had was the trees. They would grow in these domes, and they would get to about fifteen, you know, twelve to fifteen foot tall, and then they would just fall over. And they couldn't like they couldn't figure out why for a long time, and they would try the experiment again and again and again and again because you you know you have to have an enclosed right nature that's vacuum sealed for right. you to thrive. Well, these trees kept falling down. They couldn't figure out why. You want to know what it was? Uh-uh. There's no wind. So because there was no wind blowing the tree, yeah, to make it, it stronger, the root system didn't yeah. have to strengthen itself to hold itself up. And so when it got to a certain height. Yeah, it, it was just, just the weight of it. It would it, just yeah. buckle and fall because it had never been through any stress. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, people are the same way. Yeah, uh, same. Uh, there was another one about a butterfly. So that one's a super simple one. So like, there's there's a well-established doctor, and he like he spends his afternoons, you know, just chilling on his patio, sipping on some something to drink, and just enjoying decompressing after. You know, being at work because you know doctors have stressful, yeah, stressful environments that they're in. Well, he sees this caterpillar get up on the branch one day and starts making a cocoon. He's like, "Oh, well, that's cool." But he kind of watches this process, and then one day he sees he sees the cocoon shake and shake and shake, and he watches it and watches it. And then it, this goes on for days. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, he sees the shaking kind of like start dwindling down to where he's worried that this butterfly is not going to bust out of the cocoon to a point to where there's almost nothing. So what he does is he goes in and grabs one of his scalpels from his work, work bag. Oh, excuse me. Indigestion. And uh, he makes just an ever so slight cut on the outside of the cocoon. And the butterfly just burst out of the cocoon. Well, then he's like, okay, well, I did my good deed for the day. And he goes back to just chilling on the porch. And then he comes back the next day. And then the butterfly's still on the tree. And then he comes back the next day. And the butterfly hasn't moved from the tree. It's still on the tree. Uh And so he eventually gathers up this butterfly. And he takes it to his neighbor, who's a vet. vet. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. And the vet looks at it, and he's like, well, he says, wings seem to be fully developed. There doesn't seem to be any issues. You know, everything is where it's supposed to be. And then he he looks for a while, and he goes, did you do anything while it was trying to come out of the cocoon? And he said, yeah, I, I ended up 
was making a small cut in it so that way it could actually get out because I was worried it was going to suffocate or die. Or And uh, the vet goes, well, you, you killed this butterfly. And the doctor's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, the butterfly doesn't have the strength to fly away because it didn't build up the muscles in its wings from busting out of the cocoon. Oh, nice. So, yeah. That extra coddling, the the safety nets, mm-hmm. the never really going through it, but always going around it because there's someone's always got your back. Don't get me wrong; it's always good to have community and like, yeah, yeah. Don't, but sometimes you need to go through some cer- some hard circumstances because if you don't, you're gonna be soft. Yeah, and I mean, not like, you know, you know, you need to just be a billy fucking badass but right like, but yeah, yeah yeah it's like you just gotta be able to process stuff you know? and i think that's it's always funny that like the way you even look at it on tv man the people that like well, just what i was saying where I, I didn't want for anything and all that it's always those people are like you see like movie stars kids and stuff like that that, that they, they can't do but what's crazy is is those are always the ones that you see going to jail, getting in trouble. It's it's like they don't have any hardships. It's almost like as a human, you're like it, it's 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 like in your DNA that like no, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to struggle. Like I'm so something's supposed to happen, you know. And you don't know what's supposed to happen, but you're like I need to get into some shit, you know. Like I yeah, need yeah, to yeah you yeah. gotta create a you have to create have to an create environment, a scenario some stress. You, know? you gotta make some stress for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you know what I love is like. Uh, for Macaulay Culkin is a perfectly good example, right? So, childhoods, you know, child superstar. His Rogan podcast is so good, by the way. Is it? Fuck yeah. Oh, I better check it out after this. Yeah. And then, after that, he gets like super fucking, you know, he gets hung up on drugs. Sorry, yeah. I'm using the F word a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> but he gets hung up Sorry, on... Pam. Yeah. He gets hung up on drugs and, you know, he's strung out and everything else. And then, like, by the end of that same decade, he's like, he's clean, he's still yeah. he's got like 20, 30 pounds on him, he looks good, he looks healthy. So, he didn't have hard times starting, but then he created circumstances where he had a lot of things he had to deal with, psychologically, spiritually, substance abuse, you name it. You know, I'm sure yeah. he was terrible with money, because he had never gone without money, yeah. and then he probably blew it, if I was to guess. <laughs> you know, he... Never had any other issues or, you know, he already experienced all the highs that you could do sober. So, he, that's probably why he got into drugs. Yeah. But he dealt with all that stuff, created a bad circumstance, and then he, psych, you know, he mentally got tough enough to get over all those yeah. things. And now, from what I can tell, he's an upstanding citizen. Yeah. So, Good dude. you got it. There's... Everyone, you know, some people get their own enlightenment. Some people have to create their own yeah. enlightenment, I guess. But... Yeah. That's it's just cool how that stuff works sometimes. Yeah, like I said, that uh, he's got me. His episode so good. It's really good. Got to watch it. Got to um, watch it. Yeah, he's got a that. Yeah, that dude's got a story for sure. Does he? Yeah, all the way from what you're talking about to like his drug use and stuff like that. To even like his parents are pretty rough and like, you know, he didn't want for anything. But man, his parents like they they like stole his money and like yeah, it's bad. But he's a cool guy now. You know, yeah. he got over it. Which is, I guess, what you're looking for, man. That's uh, if you if you don't have that struggle and you go out looking for it, you're just hoping you can get over it, you know, like yeah, because it don't always work out that way. No, it's true. Well, uh, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Right? Yeah, exactly. or it, or it kills you, or it kills you. <laughs> <laughs> or it, kills you. <laughs> it says, "What does it kill you?" 
if it doesn't ca- yeah uh well that's about it man we're there is it long did it is it really yeah yeah we're at uh we're sitting at 48 minutes right now we usually go 55 so we're seven minutes we're seven minutes away seven minutes away yeah which like i said we don't need to go seven more minutes we i think this is a pretty good jumping off point yeah yeah that's it man (laughs) another one in the books there you go we should be uh we're getting pretty close to halfway halfway through a year for this show for this one yeah i think this is number 20 or 21 we need to get to 26 to be halfway we are getting close yeah we're almost half a year the other one's uh over half a year yep that's awesome pretty crazy huh that is pretty crazy <laughs> it doesn't seem like we've been doing it that long no because yeah. me and uh me and Colton didn't do that many before you we only did maybe what four i think i was on episode like four or five yeah it's like four or five yeah. like a month <laughs> yeah it's like episode four or five that's uh when you were when you came on to this one so like i said we're uh we're getting close to half a year we should still redo that episode at some point we need to that'd be fun yeah actually you know what we can do it this week if you wanted to we sure can okay let's do that i mean i'm in a good headspace to do it too oh, let's do that we'll do it this week all right all right later man all right